This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What a fine morning, everybody. Today we're going to discuss the differences between push Paul and long Paul coming up. What's up, y'all? This is your host, Hussein Nasser from iGeometry, where we discuss software engineering by example. It's fine Friday, guys. Beautiful weather here, Southern California. Well, Today's discussion is not really a GIS topic, but kind of related, software engineering. So today we're going to discuss the difference between a pull request, a push request, and a long pull, right? So let's, let's just talk about what, what are these exactly? What is the semantics? When, why, what kind of engineering is behind those? So in a traditional synchronous HTTP request. You, as a client, could be a browser or could be an app, a desktop app, really anything that uses the HTTP protocol. Sorry guys, for some reason, the recording stopped. So I realized that like in minute three or something. So I'm gonna repeat. All the way. Okay, guys, so hopefully I don't disconnect that. Hopefully this is still working, that's good, okay. I think I accidentally hit stop. All right, guys, so yeah, in a traditional HTTP request, uh, what you do, what you usually do is the client packets this request, especially when, when, uh, when you're trying to check for messages, correct? Or, or check for new notifications. The client will build up this request and send it to the server through the HTTP. Right? Typically, the server is understands how to deal with HTTP request. Right? It takes the request, processes it, goes through a lot of stuff, unpacks headers, and a lot of things that we can go into details, make sure that this request is not cached. If it is cached using e-tag, it doesn't really have to, to actually process that request and it goes through a lot of stuff. And then it returns the result. It says, hey, you're cool, you're good. So, and it returns the response back to the client. So that's, that's, the, uh, that's the ideal classic synchronous HTTP request, right? Where a client requests something, server takes that request, processes it, returns the result. However, there are cases where, especially in a, in a, when you're checking for new messages or trying to process a new message or 
trying to check, check for a job status that is hidden somewhere at the back end, you will make that request, right? And the server will process that. And it can either tell you, hey, you, you have a new messages or you don't have a new message. And I'm interested in this in the later part, la latter part. So if you, if the client makes a request, hey, do I have a new messages? Do I have a new notification? The server will take that, take that request, process that request, right? And tells you, you don't have a new message. The client says, okay, how often should I check? Should I check again? Uh, probably, I'm gonna check every one minute, whatever, right? So you check again. Do I have any new messages? Do I have a new notification? Do I have a new email? Do I have whatever, right? And then the client does that again. Cool. And then the server says, I don't have any messages for you, right? And this goes on and on. And that's what I'm interested in. This notion of request for something that is changing and it's like this uncertainty of do I have a new message or not is a waste is a, is a waste a lot of bandwidth resources because you what do you do every time you're not sure so you have to make this request you have to take that hit by building the request assembling that request sending it across the wire consume valuable network resources only to get to the server service does all that work right it cannot really cache this thing because you never know you cannot cache these kind of requests at the server because hey i can't i don't know there, there are either new messages or not okay the moment you consume those messages poof they're gone right you have to receive a new you have to basically request uh, th those messages are read now essentially so you get the new messages and then you keep you keep asking this the, the server for more and this approach is called pulling right you can con, cons, you're, you're consistently asking the server for information and this approach is called pulling you're pulling server from from the server okay you're constantly asking the server for information okay so this is this is okay, a lot of application does that. However, it's, as you can see, especially if, uh, if, you, if you're in, in an intermittent network connection, that, imagine hundreds of thousand clients doing all these requests, only, this is like essentially empty requests, right? They're just opening TCP connections, consuming, consuming valuable resources for nothing right almost so one solution to this was all right we're gonna do it the other way let's do push however the push approach is the opposite it says hey hey client establish a connection with me and I'll tell you as the server, I'll tell you when there is something, okay? So the server now kinda, whenever it receives a message, event will get triggered and it will loop through all the client that is currently connected to it and will let them know, hey, there is a new message. This way, it's, it's better 
it's still it, it has its own disadvantages as well because you can't guarantee that the client is online you can't guarantee that the client is ready to process your message what if your your client never actually received that message do you discard it do you what do you do you cannot you have to know you have to have this knowledge that the client has actually processed your message so it's, it's like the the this has flipped on the server's shoulder this responsibility so so this pull versus push the final thing is the long pull that's actually another cool kind of hybrid approach of uh, of implementation where it says okay client make a request right and kafka uses this by the way as a message queue make a request and I'm gonna keep you waiting. I'm not gonna give you the answer immediately. I'm not gonna tell you that you don't have results. I'm gonna keep you waiting for X amount of time, right? After which I'll respond, okay? Or if I received as a server, if I found that in this X amount of time could be three seconds, could be an hour, whatever, right? If I received a new message in this time, I'm gonna push it to you, okay? Or if I receive this much bytes, I'm going to push it back to you, all right? So the client keeps waiting, and but that's cool because the client can be asynchronous, right? It can send that request, it does its own thing. Whenever it gets a request, the result, that server will push us, essentially, the results back to the client only when it receives that. So that minimizes the network traffic, okay? Oh, uh, so... All right, guys, I think that's it for me today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you know that now the difference between pull, push, and long pull approaches. This is, this is definitely very useful, uh, I guess, engineering techniques in the request response uh, realm. All right, guys, you guys stay awesome. Have a nice weekend. See you next week.